0: Ultimately, everything kind of boils down to one question, what's the fucking point? So let's talk about it. I'm your host, Valerie Martin, and this podcast brings a little levity and a lot of curiosity to some of the biggest questions and ideas that we meager humans can ponder. Join me and our guests each week as we dig into topics around psychology, human behavior, consciousness, spirituality, philosophy, and more, all with a healthy dose of existential angst. And now, today's episode. What's up, friends? Welcome back to the podcast for episode number 32. And today's going to be a solo podcast with some really kind of fun announcements at the beginning and then some super actionable content throughout the rest of the episode. So buckle the fuck up for this one. Okay. So first little announcement is I have launched a new website. I alluded to this briefly in the last episode and it is still very much under construction. So some pages are active, some pages are still to come soon, but I just couldn't wait until it was all complete to share it with you guys because I'm too excited. So the website is shinebrightwith.me and .me and it's sort of going to be my new online home. So my Nashville area psychotherapy practice will remain at wonderwelltherapy.com, but my blog, the podcast, social media stuff, everything will be moving to shine bright. And I cannot help but hear the Rihanna song in my head every time, which like I'm not even necessarily a huge Rihanna fan. It's not that I'm not a fan, but like, Not my particular jam style of music, but holy shit, I just can't get enough of that message and the idea that we have these beautiful inner little lights that are unique to each of us and the whole point is to just be here and shine as bright as we can because that illuminates everything around us, all of those around us. And The brighter that I shine, the brighter I can help everyone else around me shine too. So I will save my longer soapbox tangent on that for another time. But shinebrightwith.me is the new home. And I'll be trying some new things with the podcast along with this. So one of those things is that I'm going to be selecting a theme for each month and the podcast episodes, the solo podcast, the interviews will relate to the theme and so will my Instagram posts and maybe some other things like special emails that will only go out to my email list, things like that. So um, the theme for April is consistency. And I know that can sound like not the sexiest, like super most exciting theme, But hear me out. So, when I think of consistency, I think of reliability, commitment, follow through, integrity. So, yeah, not the super exciting things, but the things that really, really matter. And I'll speak for as someone who is really good at like excitement and novelty and new beginnings and fresh starts. Like, I am here for that Enneagram 7. But there is so much more value to be had and to be delivered if you stay consistent. So I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to the choir. I'm sure you guys know this. But I do feel like it's going to be super important. And and I do this too as a podcast listener and consumer of any content to take beginner's mind with any of this information that I'm going to share with you because sometimes it's really... It's like maybe the 50th time that you've heard something and whether it's just the timing of that particular moment or day or the delivery or the person or the particular words that are chosen in that moment, but something clicks for you. And I have that experience all the time, like frequently I am listening to and consuming content where I'm like, I know this is not the first time I've heard this, guys. Like, barely anything is original these days. And it's all good. That's fine. So it's really about finding the ways, the delivery, the people that resonate for you. And so my hope, of course, is that I am one of those people who can frame and say things in a certain way that it really sinks in at a tissue level for you. So that's where we're going with the podcast. And... I am thinking I'm going to have some more solo episodes. I'm still a little unsure whether I am going to sort of bookend the month, like beginning and end with solo episodes or kind of stagger them in between interviews. But we'll see what works. And if you guys have input on that, I would love to hear what you think. So, in this first episode talking about consistency, my focus is going to be on creating good habits that stick. So, again, something that we've probably seen 18 million different articles about, but I want to distill down for you guys the things, the principles, the concepts the tools that have really worked for me after so many hours of consuming books and podcasts and my graduate education and working with clients around this particular topic. So hopefully you will enjoy kind of this boiled down synthesis of information. And also, like, so I'm going to give you five kind of keys to making habits stick. And I get that we're kind of burnt out on the listicles. Is that even how you say it? I don't know. I always think list icicles when I see that. But anyway, you guys know like the 10 ways. Da, 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 da. Like I get we're kind of burnt out on that. But at the same time, again, as a consumer of content like this, I also find it really useful to sort of be like, oh, okay, so I'm going to be told five things. Like I can... I can organize that in my mind. I can remember five things or I can kind of come back to this and whatever, right? So that's just me kind of helping you break it up in your mind. So the first topic, the first key to making good habits stick is to know thyself. So with this key, what I really mean is to be realistic with what you know about yourself and how you best make changes. So, you'll hear a lot of the standard advice for changing behaviors or habit change to say start small, like start so small, start smaller than you think, start with the 2-minute thing. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, but also you have to know what works for you. Sometimes we do need a little bit of a jump start where it's a little more exciting of a change. And I think it's, um uh, yeah, it's, it's in Better Than Before, Gretchen Rubin's book that I will put in the resources section where sh- this is one of the things she talks about. And she is also in agreement that it's really more about what works for you than just assuming that small steps are going to work for everybody. That said... Again, be realistic. Like, don't say, Well, I'm going to run a marathon by the end of the month, and right now I can't run one mile without being winded. I mean, that's a silly example, but you guys know what I mean. Like, be humanly reasonable with, as I love to say, like, don't think about what you can get done or accomplish on your best, most productive, most energetic day where everything goes right, right? So think about what you could accomplish or get done on an average day or even on a lower energy day. What can you get done even when life is stressful? Because guess what? Life is guaranteed to be stressful. So know thyself. An example that I have of this and how for me in certain scenarios, the small steps wasn't really effective. So when I adopted a vegan diet and lifestyle for ethical reasons about two and a half years ago after many years of kind of on and off like, oh, I'll eat anything and it's fine and I love it and it's delicious and whatever. It doesn't feel great ethically, but like, mm, I don't really care because I want it. Um, so I kind of go from that to like, oh, no, I should like probably not do this. And and I'm not giving this example, you guys, to like guilt anyone. I'm just purely giving it as an example so, when I would have, when I would try to go like pescatarian or um, try to like eat, eat less, that never really worked for me. So, when I actually connected to my values and exposed myself to the information, to the resources, to the support and community, which this will bridge a little bit to our next point. But when I finally did that, I realized that for me, it's so it's going to be so much more effective for me to just say you know what i don't consume products that have animal ing- animal derived ingredients in them i just don't because if i said well sure sometimes i'll have this or that like for me it would be just all the time so and it's kind of interesting because i am someone who has more of an intuitive eating approach in regards to like if someone were to say to me you should just give up all sugar, all refined sugar. I'd be like, no freaking way. Like (laughs) that just would not work for me. But part of that is because it's not tied to a deeper value for me like the animal products is. So that's just one example about how sometimes a bigger change or a more concrete defined change might actually be easier than sort of like a, oh, I'll do a little bit of this. So, the second principle is that it must connect with your values. So, I was just talking about this one a little bit, and there's I got into this a little bit in episode number 31, the last episode with Travis Cooper, talking about meditation. And the way that author and researcher James Clear looks at this in his book Atomic Habits is that. Habits need to be at the identity level to be successful. So for instance, how I kind of was talking about in the last episode was what one of the things that has changed meditation for me as something that I would do really sporadically or always say that I wanted to do consistently and like sometimes I would do it well for a couple weeks or a month, but then I would always peter out to being inconsistent again. So one of the things that changed for me when I did the TM Transcendental Meditation training and started practicing routinely was my mindset, my identity became I am a person who meditates daily. And before, I might have said like, oh, I wish I could meditate daily. I struggle with that. Meditation is hard for me. I like it, but I just can't be consistent. So see how you're creating a story with that that kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So when I became a person that doesn't miss a meditation, then All of a sudden, I am sticking to my habit no matter what. Even if I have to get like really creative and on road trips, I would be like, hey, Chris, do you mind if we like turn the music off for 20 minutes while I'm passenger and I just need to do my meditation and he'd be super patient. And um, so, yeah, sometimes it would have to happen in non-ideal scenarios. But because I am a person who meditates daily, I make it work. So it must connect with that identity level, or another way of looking at it, is the values. So, like I was giving with the vegan example, that it really wasn't until I faced some of that stuff head on that I could really connect at the values level that behavior. And I love how in Acceptance and Commitment Therapy or ACT, they talk about how goals are, like goals are not bad, but we're a very goal-driven society. And yet, we're also a society who is sort of notorious for breaking our own promises to ourselves. Like the whole New Year's resolution of the gym is like crowded AF all through January but then February is totally back to normal. So part of the problem is that we don't connect the behavior with our deep deep values. And just saying like, "Well, I want to be in better shape." that's not even deep enough. It's kind of like finding your why, but getting to the very core of it. And I will put a link in the show notes to one of my favorite values clarification exercises. And I feel like it's a helpful exercise to go through periodically. At the end of the month, I'm going to guide you through creating your own life manifesto. So make sure that you are subscribe to the podcast, and also I will be sending out a kind of cheat sheet guide to creating the manifesto along with that episode. So as long as you are on my email list and subscribe to the podcast by later this month, you will get that info. But it really is important to connect with the deeper values. And I love the, the kind of quote of, I climb the ladder all the way to the top only to find it leaning against the wrong wall. So this is why we have so many recovering lawyers and accountants and whatever in our culture. And that's like, God bless the people who are love their lawyer and accounting jobs because they are out there and we need them. But for the people who do those things or anything else because they think they, quote, should and it's not connected to a deeper core value, that's those are the people who like wake up five years later and are like, oh, fuck, what have I done with my time? And I don't even want to do this. So it's got to be connected to core values. So I will put a link to values clarification in the show notes over at shinebrightwith.me. Okay, number three, it has to be defined so this is another part and and part of where i came up with my list here is i was i really sat back and thought about for me as a person who like i don't know i think when i think of how i find the most useful information like i love people like gretchen rubin and her habits books and all of that stuff. But I also kind of struggle with it because, for instance, she calls herself an upholder. She's like, oh, well, I just stick to my commitments to myself no matter what. And I'm in this small segment of the population who just does that, even if there's no external accountability. I'm like, good for you, Gretchen. Like, not most of us. And so I am a person who has struggled with that. And so I was thinking about my own examples of this and again the meditation thing came up because that's been a huge shift for me in the past six months and one of the things that I feel like has really made that stick is that it was super defined so whereas before I sort of had the vague goal of well I'd like to meditate every day but also I was kind of like if it doesn't happen every day like that's okay which is true right? It doesn't have to be black and white. Like if you missed one, then you've just screwed it up, which is one of my kind of challenges with this too, is like we don't have to be rigid. Like the whole don't break the chain thing. Um, I don't necessarily believe in that. Like if it's motivating for you, sure, try it. But we'll get into that a little bit in point number five. So with, for instance, the Transcendental Meditation, as I may mention before, it's like okay, you do this for 20 minutes a day, twice a day, which sounds like a lot, but whatever. I was like, okay, you're telling me what I'm supposed to do. You're telling me what's going to make this effective and what's kind of in essence prescribed. So that's what I'm going to do. And that has been a huge part of what has helped me succeed with it because it was super defined. So just think about that for yourself. And again, it doesn't have to be like if, some, if it doesn't feel right for you and whatever particular habit that you're looking to create, then fine, make that discernment. But if you do think that there could be some value in having it really strongly defined, then talk to some people, talk to some friends and see if they have any suggestions, or just reflect yourself and think like, if this were something that were as defined as that, as twice a day for 20 minutes a day, what would it be? Okay, number four, don't rely just on willpower. And oh my gosh, willpower is so limited. So when people say like, oh, I just have no willpower, it's like, well, Duh, barely any of us do. And I get that some people, and maybe it's that sort of upholder personality like I was describing before, but yeah, some people might appear to have stronger willpower, but none of us should really rely on willpower a lot because it's finite. And especially like toward the end of the day, the end of the week, whatever, when we start to get exhausted, willpower does not take us very far. So... Instead of relying on that, it's really helpful to set up your environment to really support the habits that you want. So simple example of that, right, is rather than saying, well, maybe I'll feel like, exercising after work, it would be I'm going to go ahead and sign up for this class and I'm going to pack my exercise or whatever. I kind of don't like that word, but you know what I mean. I'm going to pack my clothes and my shoes in a bag. I'm going to go ahead and put them in the car. So your environment is already set up for that. You're signed up for the class. You have the stuff. You make it easy to where you're barely having to rely on willpower to get you there. So that is one of my absolute favorite um, and most useful pieces of information when it comes to creating new habits is to not rely on willpower, to use whatever systems, structure, accountability, if you need coaching to kind of help you stay accountable, whatever it is, it is not a failure to say that you need more than just willpower alone. Setting your environment up for success. Okay, last point, number five, is to track it. And I get that some people may not love tracking their habits and it's not something that you have to do forever. But especially if it's something that you've struggled with in the past, it's at least worth trying and experimenting with what it's like to track it. There are a zillion different apps and things that you can use. And again, the best kind of word or rule of thumb is to use what you're actually going to use. So if you're a pen and paper person, create a little sheet for yourself in your journal that has little boxes where you can check off day to day. I have done that at points. Or if you're an app person, I will tell you because I've tried like five or six different apps for this. I love an app called Done that I'll put in the show notes. It's just super sleek, clean, simple, beautiful Um, It makes cute little sounds when you do your tasks and easy to change and define. And I will say too that one of the things that I appreciate about apps like Done is that I can reset a habit very easily. So let's say if I'm like, oh, well, I want to read every day for an hour. And so I put that in there. But I have been missing it. And so rather than just like getting so frustrated that I just delete the app or delete the habit entirely, I can say, you know what? I just want a fresh start on this one. I'm going to push reset on that habit and then I can get a fresh start. So I really enjoy tracking. It's not something that I do all the time, though with my meditation, I track that separately on Insight Timer. And I find it kind of redundant to track it anywhere else in addition to that. So even though at times I'm like, well, I should have it all in one place. Again, be realistic with yourself, right? So, uh, and again, don't be afraid to have the imperfect record, to break the chain. That can be a little black and white thinking. Okay, so some of my top resources, as I mentioned, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. I loved the audiobook version. Brendan Bouchard, his High Performance Habits. I'm currently reading the audiobook version of that. And I just used, actually for the first time today, I used the High Performance Planner, which I heard recommended by Elizabeth McCravey, who I love. Her, um, now I'm forgetting the name of her podcast, but it's about branding. And anyway, I'll put it in the show notes. It's not on the tip of my tongue. Um, But her podcast is great. And she recommended the High Performance Habits Planner. So I have tried it out and I am already hooked. I love it. The app called Done, I love. I also love Todoist, which is a little bit different for productivity. It's a little bit more of tasks than habits, but you could track habits there if you wanted to. Um, And one of my favorite sort of productivity a podcast that I love where they talk some about habits. There's it's more broad than that, but I love Hurry Slowly by Jocelyn Gly. So just a few resources for you to check out. And to recap our five points, number one, know thyself. So know whether you really might benefit from a bigger change or whether you should stick with small steps. Number two, it must connect with your values. So really changing a behavior at the identity level and connecting it with core values, which you can check out in the values clarification list in the show notes. Number three, it has to be well-defined. So keeping it kind of measurable and specific, like how with my TM, 20 minutes a day, twice a day, has been super helpful. Number four, don't rely just on willpower. So set up your environment for success. Use whatever systems, reminders, alarms, coaching, et cetera, that support you. Number five, track it. Whether you want to use apps, pen and paper, whatever, give it a shot. All right, guys, that's all I got for you for today. We'll be back with an interview next week, and I would love to hear what you're thinking of some of the changes and format stuff. So until next time, have a lovely week. I so hope you enjoyed this episode, and I kind of think you're a badass for listening all the way to the end. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can find show notes for this episode at shinebrightwith.me podcast. Any links mentioned, resources, more info about the guests, etc. You can find right over there. Also, I'd love to know what you're enjoying about the podcast, any feedback you have and what you want more of. Follow me on Instagram at Val K. Martin. That's V A L K A Y Martin. Take a screenshot of you listening, tag me in it, send me a DM, whatever. I would love to connect with you. Also, if you want mega karma bonus points, leave a review and rating on iTunes. It helps more people find the show and it makes me so happy. The link is bit.ly slash WTFP review all lowercase bit.ly slash WTFP review. I'll see you next time. And until then, keep asking the big questions.